Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. Welcome back, everyone. We're at the week seven mark of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. In this episode, we will be sipping Pomegranate Cosmo. You can find the recipe on our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. Feel free to pause so you can make your own. This episode, we'll be chatting about this week's five movies entitled My Southern Family Christmas, Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas, A Fabled Holiday, Long Lost Christmas, and Holiday Undercover. Movie number one, My Southern Family Christmas, starring J.C. Elliott as Campbell, Ryan Rotman as Jackson, Moriah Kelly as Jennifer, and Bruce Campbell as Everett. Campbell, a traveling journalist, is sent to Louisiana on assignment to cover the Père Noël Christmas celebration, which happens to star her estranged father. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our SOPA rating system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom SOPA rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark tropes broken down into 10 categories that will determine how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. This movie earned 15 out of 20 SOPAs. The breakdown categories are Town Holiday Celebrations, Location, 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 Family and Friends, Affairs of the Heart, Big Life Changes, and the bonus charitable event, Volunteering as Père Noël and as a local counselor. This was such a special movie, and I truly enjoyed it and got very teary-eyed at the end. (laughs) And, you know, it's all about, you know, there's two sides of the story. You know, she and her father are estranged. And of course, there's reasons for that, that especially for the child are often out of their control. Um, But I did appreciate this twist on a complicated family situation. And I like to hear that we got to, you know, we got to hear about his past and where he came from on that side and how he kept his daughter always in his heart. That was really sweet. Yes, his love for his daughter came through so strongly. And for her, it must have been so special to hear how much she was loved, even though she didn't get that, have that time of connection with him, but to hear it, I thought that was really sweet. Most people won't have that opportunity to hear such a thing. Exactly. I think that was uh, well done in this movie for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also love, of course, how cool it is to learn about all these new Christmas traditions I've never heard of. Definitely, this one was neat, completely different than anything I'd seen before. Okay, crocodiles pulling the sled? That sounded (laughs) very scary to me. But it was interesting to hear about that new tradition. I agree. I do agree. Very, uh, made a lot of sense for New Orleans and Louisiana and all (laughs) that kind of area that has the bayou and everything. Very cool. And brought me back to memories of our trip to Disney World when we stayed in Port Orleans Resort. And yes, the beignets were delicious. And I can attest that the powder does get all over your face. (laughs) Absolutely. Movie number two, Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Starring Holland Roden as Elizabeth, Tyler Hines as Josh, and Tennille Towns as the singer. 
Just before Christmas, Elizabeth receives a voicemail mistakenly left by a man looking for his long lost love. She and her former best friend, Josh, search Seattle to find the message's true recipient. Now let's find out how this movie rated on the Sofarady system. And it received 19 out of 20 sofas. Very good score. And the breakdown of categories is town holiday celebrations, location, 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 family and friends, unexpected hiccups, affairs of the heart, big life changes, Christmas magic, and the charitable event was helping a stranger at Christmas time. Well, something before we talk about the movie that I just wanted to put out there to Neil Towns, I actually saw her and she was uh, in concert. She was an opening act. Really? Yes. So I did see her on the, I've forgotten the, the country singer's name now, but she was the opening act. That's when she was just becoming famous. And so, yeah, so she's very good. So that was interesting to see her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many people would actually take on the challenge of trying to help someone find, like, to, to talk, contact them? They didn't even know. Like they did not have enough information to yeah to get this inf- to make this happen but they didn't give up and I, I was impressed that they were taking that on like i mean i get texts all the time i go out oh, spam click delete yeah i think most people would just be like that message is not for me just gonna ignore it instead they actually went through all the hoops of trying to listen to background noises and all the rest of it. It was really impressive. Um, you know, it was heartbreaking, this idea of the long lost love and everything, but it is, it was a very sweet ending. Um, especially when you have clarity and reconciliation, which is what I think the couples found at the end. Right. And I think that worked for both scenarios. Yeah. It, it, it would be heartbreaking to have an accident with one of your best friends and they pass away and then you live through it. But then one thing I thought they showed really well was how the lives of those that are left behind got turned upside down. And again, yeah. of course, there's a misunderstanding, but three best friends and then they just didn't talk after that. Yeah, totally. I love the snow globes. I thought that was a very cool idea how they use that to solve the mystery and bring everyone together with that bit of music, like, you know, drilling down into that. That was really cool, uh, really smart way to kind of seed a clue into the movie. Exactly. And I loved how they use that Christmas magic by each person got the other person's phone message. So they each knew, like his, I guess, wife or whatever, knew that he was reaching out for her. So it wasn't like he was being rude to her or anything, but she knew that he was on a mission for the other person. Yeah, I mean, it made sense after, because it's just like, we had these two numbers and he just mixed them up (laughs) of who he was leaving a message for, which is something anyone could easily do but how important it was in this situation is not like a normal situation like this had huge consequences and they made they did an excellent job of talking about how he did go and get uh mental health help yeah after what exactly in that incident so that was very good too i really i was really happy to see that it did deal with both of their trauma 
from mm-hmm. the same situation. We find out situation. later there we're in the same accident, one on the receiving and one on the giving end. Um, yeah, so very well done. And yes, that singer, uh, uh, her name was, what was her name? Tenille Towns. She was really good. And I liked her version of this song that they use when they do these movies. They have the same song. And I really liked her version of the song. Yeah, it was very good. Okay, movie number three, A Fabled Holiday, starring Brooke Dorsey as Talia and Ryan Pavey as Anderson. Talia finds herself in the magical town of Wonderbrook at Christmas and re at Christmas, sorry, and reunites with Anderson, her childhood friend. They and the other visitors staying at the Gingerbread Inn find healing in the Christmas spirit of the town. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates in our sofa rating system. This movie earned a whopping 19 out of 20 sofas, which I'm glad to see because I loved it. The categories are town holiday celebrations, location, 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 family and friends, unexpected hiccups, affairs of the heart, big life changes, and Christmas magic imposter syndrome they talk about it a lot and we all kind of suffer from it one time or the other but it just seems like writers seem to have you know we seem to suffer about it or at least complain about it a lot but it's certainly not (laughs) limited to writers um in any profession you can lose your confidence when something goes awry it's that old adage of try fail then try again and in this movie you know she was a writer loses her confidence not able to get that uh, publication deal and then on his side you know obviously having the issue of being a surgeon and losing patients and i can't imagine (laughs) what that would do to you but certainly um the feeling that maybe both of them in their own way feeling that maybe they their jobs weren't the right place for them at that moment in time i'd have to say this is one of my top five movies of the year it is all about christmas magic and loving one another and I love that they all work together to help each other. And the way that they did the sound yeah. really reminded me of that God Wink. Yeah, that's that right. Sound. The God Wink movies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. Um, I love Wonderbrook the Town. It reminds me of Evergreen, which we love the Evergreen mm-hmm. movies. I love the whole idea how magical it is. And it's magical to help people. It's not just magic is just around. It's magic with a purpose. And I think that was a really smart movie. And I absolutely love this movie, too. I definitely kept it on my uh, PBR. I think that they could make a part two of this since she wrote that new novel about it to have the adventure continue. I think it could become that new kind of evergreen idea. I mean, I don't, I don't get how, you know, it's supposed to be somewhere you drive into. It's kind of like the garden of Eden. It's not there. You can't see it unless, you know, <laughs> yeah, unless you're being called to it. But um, I, I, I think there's a lot they could do with that storyline. And I think there was more we could do, with um the, the people of the town yes for sure live there 
I love the widower that decided to stay and then became the gallant knight in the book sequel. Yeah. had a very satisfying ending this movie, but I agree with you. I would be happy to see a sequel. Just like there was a sequel to the book, I'd be very happy to see a sequel to the movie with a new group of people and the widower now uh, a part of that storyline and see where it goes from there. Yeah, because we don't get to see what the gallant knight does, right? The, he, True. He, the widower melts the heart of the witch person, right? Yeah. In the storyline. So, uh, I mean, who knows what he's going to do now? So that would be cool to see another episode of that. Um, This movie, I cried a lot. Very happy tears, but I yeah. cried a lot. I loved I, how she like knew and she I know it's the I know it is I know it is and they were like no no she started started to feel like she was going crazy but eventually it yeah it's also the magic of a good children's book that touches you right from when you're young and stays with yeah. you your whole life and that was the best part because she knew that they all had read that book so it was mm-hmm. really movie number four long lost Christmas starring Taylor Cole as Haley and Benjamin Ayers as Jake. Haley, interior designer and internet star, takes a chance and heads off to Silver Valley, Colorado to locate a special Christmas present for her mother, her estranged brother, Gordon. Okay, so this movie rated on our sofa rating system 13 out of 20 sofas. And the categories are Military Might, Town Holiday Celebrations, Location, 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 Family and Friends, and the charitable event, well, there was quite a few, Christmas House Design Showcase for Charity, the annual Silver Valley Christmas Fundraiser for Braithwaite, and the bookstore program to read to children who don't have a traditional home. So technically, they get five points for the charitable event, but if you added them all up, they would have got 15 just yeah charity was in this particular you know it's good to see there's been a couple movies now i think that have these multiple charities certainly this movie kicked like hit it out of the park yeah i agree i love that it shows that families come in different forms and a lost family member is a scary road to travel with the unknown i i don't even know how you would go to find that person Mm -hmm. but her mom was the sweetest person Now, again, this was a movie about foster kids and their troubles and giving back. This definitely also made my top five movies of the season, especially since, I mean, as a previous foster parent, I understand a lot about these kids and being separated and, as they call it, aging out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he really did think that he was trying to do what was best for his little sister. I think they handled that storyline really well. And you got to see it from those other angles. Um, Because, you know, being estranged from family or just even apart from your family is difficult. And it feels even more so at special occasions, particularly like the holidays. So I really like how this movie looked at that issue, both from the daughter's point of view and the mother's point of view. Right. No, I agree. The daughter finding love on her travels made the story even more interesting but, you know, she, her, her uncles, like, she kept trying to ask questions as a reporter, you do ask questions, but he was very, very closed. And I think that that was making it worse and worse and worse because then she go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it must be him. And then, no, it's definitely not him. And But I can also understand from his past how he kept that 
a secret, like mm-hmm. or at least private. Yeah, information. for sure. But like he brings up that other gentleman who she ended up falling in love with and taking him under his wing. So it, I, I really, really liked this movie a lot. Me too. I think, though, it would have solved some confusion if she just asked him from the beginning oh. if he was her mother's brother. She had the picture she could have used for reference. He would have recognized it. Though I totally understand not wanting to get her mother's hopes up for sure or embroiled in any sort of controversy with family. Um, this was supposed to be something special, a gift. So I get if you know she didn't want to stir up any trouble. She was trying to surreptitiously figure this out <laughs> and and the town that he was in was really really nice oh and those yes cabins wow yes oh, yeah or something yeah they could do a, a movie just about someone staying in those log cabins because they were really mm-hmm. cool for sure they were really nice I think my favorite part, though, of this movie, and I really did enjoy it, was the fact that both of the siblings that were estranged wrote Christmas cards to each other, even though they weren't in each other's lives and, you know, the other person didn't know it. They had both been doing that and saving them so they could share it to, with each other. I thought that was just such a sweet ending to the movie. 100%. Okay, on to movie number five, Undercover Holiday. Naomi Gonzalez as Jalen and Stephen Hazar as Matt. New pop star Jalen heads home for Christmas and tries to hide from her protective family that she has a security guard in tow, so they pretend he's her boyfriend. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie earned 17 out of 20 sofas which I'm actually shocked. The categories are military might, town holiday celebrations, location, 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 family and friends, fairs of the heart, big life changes, and the charitable event, the living nativity scene for the neighborhood. I think this movie proves that you can have lots of hallmark tropes happening here, all the tropes that we love, and not a very cohesive story (laughs) so so definitely not my favorite movie of the season um i do enjoy movies where the family is close and i and you know participating in those holiday traditions like the living nativity scene um it's even i love it when i get to learn about these new holiday traditions and i do think they did a good job of showing different cultural holiday traditions However, uh, I still had some serious issues with this movie. I agree. This was not my favorite either. I personally couldn't see them together as a couple. And I'm sorry, we are always very, very kind. But her singing was not what I expected to hear. No, so I think that, that didn't do it for me. No, the level at which you would be having just one uh, a show over however many people who would have also, you know, been vying for the trophy or the to win like this is a a recording contract. Um, I feel like you have to have a very special voice and that's at least what we've seen in watching those shows which we do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was there. <laughs> I think this is where the maybe some um, bad casting, maybe not the best casting was done for this particular movie. Singer, 
the one she beat out. But yes, yeah. So the singing was disappointing. Let's put it that way. It was disappointing. So um, her grandmother was sweet and loving. I loved her abuela. <laughs> she <laughs> I liked the tender moments they spent together. That part I enjoyed. I agree. Her family was wonderful. And I can understand why he was intrigued by it with not having family. But typically a Marine would not have crossed the line, not during the duty hours. So that part was a little hard to uh and I, I just didn't see them together as a as a couple like yeah I, didn't well, I think see they were the chemistry yeah. yeah this whole movie was a bit forced her whole speech after the concert of you know it's all about her it was really thoughtless and a little <laughs> selfish like her family loves her so much she wants her to be safe is not something I would think you'd totally freak out up your family for um you want to be a strong independent person great do it you don't have to run over others on the way she really could have been honest from the start I don't think it would have been that big a deal with her family I don't think they would have been so mad I think they would have been happy that you know Matt was there you know keeping here taking care of people they love them yeah and I really think the whole hiding the notes was I mean he was their security guard like she didn't ask who the notes were from after so you hid notes from me but that didn't say where are the notes who are they from what do they say she just lost it like a stubborn kid and a little bit you know I'm glad that she at least they showed her apologizing for her outburst and and make it right with Matt and I I was very happy because it was something this whole idea of family for him was not something that he'd had before so I was very Mm -hmm. happy to see him part of a family that part I really did enjoy that his his you know connecting with them Okay, so this week our drink was pomegranate Cosmo, which was so pretty in the cups. It really was. I love, I I like the pomegranate, not a really strong taste. It was mostly the cranberry, I think, really was the, was the winner in that drink. But it looked beautiful. But it was pretty easy to make. Yeah, it was pretty easy to make. It was a good choice. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow Crownheads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.